All right. Whew. Wow, that was a crazy first round. Um, yeah, hope you're doing well. I'm doing well. We didn't even pick in the first round, but that was a lot of fun. This is just going to be instant reaction pod because uh, kind of a crazy podcast. Um, or, I mean, crazy draft. Uh, there was tons of trades, some risers, some fallers, some surprise picks. I'm just going to kind of do an instant reaction and uh, not going to talk about every pick because I don't think every pick is necessarily interesting. Um, but I do want to just kind of focus on a few things, um, you know, things that us Niners fans will mostly be interested in. So, um, yeah, before I get into that, uh, tomorrow, day two of the draft, Niners have three picks, 99, 101, 102. We'll see if they move up or if they move down. Make some picks. It should be exciting. Um, if you haven't yet, shoot me a DM on Twitter. Uh, get the draft companion. It's going to be really valuable starting tomorrow. Uh, I don't think any of the guys uh, that I graded went in the first round, which was kind of the goal. Like, the goal was kind of, I don't want any first rounders or second rounders. Um, so, you know what? Hey, so far, the draft guide is a success. <laughs> um, but, yeah, other than that, I mean, let's uh, let's just get into it. So. Uh, very first pick the draft, uh, Carolina Panthers, they moved up. Remember they made all the, that big trade moved all the way up to number one. They ended up going with Bryce Young, uh, quarterback out of Alabama. Everything about Bryce Young is pretty dang awesome, except that he's tiny. So there's legitimate durability concerns, you know, being that he's 5'10", probably a buck 85 roughly. He's about my size. I guarantee I don't want to get hit by a 300-pound defensive lineman. We'll see how he holds up. Um, but, I mean, dude is a just a playmaker, uh, really fun to watch. Um, outside, of, outside of him being just small, number one quarterback in the, uh, in the draft class. Um, I think that uh, – I think C.J. Stroud is probably uh, – is probably the second just wasn't quite as consistent in his in the high level of play you definitely saw the high level of play from cj strad the the last game that he played was elite but you really wish you would have seen more of that uh whereas bryce young has just looked elite for a year and a half plus uh so bryce young goes number one the texans end up going cj stroud at number two which is exciting. Um, excited to see what uh, D'Amico Ryans does down there with the Houston Texans, C.J. Stroud. I like him. Beautiful ball, great arm, uh, just overall awesome quarterback. Really excited to see what he does. Uh, he's gonna. They're gonna have a good defense, which kind of ties into the next pick that we'll get to here in just a couple seconds. Uh, but C.J. Stroud, the kid can ball. And uh, I think if you get him in the right system with some good playmakers and uh, just kind of, you know, if you put the right kind of offense around C.J. Stroud, I think that he is going to be really dang good in the NFL. Um, the kid can play. Just 
throws a beautiful ball. He can move. And, uh, you know, there's there's a couple of concerns, but still, it's exciting. Uh, D'Amico's got a six-year deal. They got a quarterback for the next four to five years. Um, we'll see what they build there. And, you know, that's a division that they can definitely compete in. You know, they've got a... Uh, They've got the Titans. They've got the Jaguars. Jaguars are probably number one there. Uh, and then they've got the Colts, um, which is going to be interesting as we get here to pick three and four. Uh, what's crazy is that the uh, the tight the te- sorry the Texans they traded back up to number three from twelve with the Arizona Cardinals to pick up Will Anderson. So they got C.J. Stroud and then went right back on the clock at number three to get Will Anderson, uh, consensus best edge rusher in this class. So D'Amico gets his quarterback and he gets the edge rusher that he wanted. So that's exciting. We'll see. Hopefully, you know, they're terrorizing uh, the rest of the AFC South there. Um if D'Amico's in a Texans, you know, head coach, I'll be I'll be a Texans fan unless we play them. So Will Anderson, back-to-back picks for the Texans. That's pretty exciting. Uh, Anthony Richardson goes number four to the Colts. That was kind of interesting, but I guess they're deciding that they're going to try and, you know, see what he can develop into. Uh, physical freak, all the tools you could ask for. He's big, he's strong, he's fast, he's got a rocket launcher for an arm, but he's only played 13 games and he had some accuracy concerns. But hey, you know what? He's uh, he's paired with a coach there. Um, remember, their new head coach was the Eagles' offensive coordinator, so I think that's the perfect system, um, the perfect kind of system for Anthony Richardson to fit into. And uh, he's probably, they're going to try and develop him the same way that the Eagles developed Jalen Hurts. So they're probably going to have a heavy run game, heavy play action, heavy read option uh, kind of offense, if I were to guess, as they try to develop Anthony Richardson with all of his physical gifts down there. And then we get to number five uh, with the Seahawks. And the Seahawks a little bit surprising, end up taking Devon Witherspoon, the cornerback out of Illinois. Um, I'll be honest, I didn't, a lot of these guys, I haven't really researched all that much just because, again, we weren't picking in the first or second round, so I didn't look at anybody expecting in the first, second round. My understanding, though, is that most people had Devon Witherspoon as a top three corner in this class. You know, right up there with uh, you know Gonzalez and Porter and and uh, whatnot. So Devon Witherspoon, um, you know, consensus top three, top five corner. Uh, I think PFF had a top fifteen grade on him. Um, so yeah, it's uh, as far as how that affects us. So I do kind of want to focus on the NFC West because that does affect us. I'm glad that they didn't get Jalen Carter. So that's my first thought is I'm really glad that they didn't pick up Jalen Carter. He ended up falling fairly far. I was actually surprised how much he fell. Um, But here is the one thing that I don't necessarily like about this is that the Seahawks already got Tyreek Woolen, who was, if I remember correctly, a borderline pro bowler as a rookie. 
as one of their corners. Now you've got a first-round corner, a top-five pick on your other corner. So the Seahawks have potentially two really, really good corners. Now, if we were a pass-first team, that'd be a bigger concern. But the Niners are a run-first team, and the Seahawks did nothing to address the defensive line or the offensive line, which means as much as they want to you know, try and lock up everybody with corners – Against the Niners, the two times that we play against the Seahawks every season, I mean, Debo's going to bully somebody, Ayuk's going to bully somebody, and we're just going to run straight through their run straight through their defensive line because they didn't bolster their defensive line. So this doesn't really help them in the division. Um, I guess you could say it does help them against like the Cardinals and the Rams because they're more typically pass first. But against us, it doesn't really help the Seahawks in terms of playing the Niners because we're a run-first team. They didn't bolster the defensive line. Um, the other thing, like I mentioned, is that they didn't address the offensive line here. And especially their offensive interior, the Seahawks' offensive interior is their weak spot. Dude, we got Eric Armstead and Javon Hargrave up the middle. So Gino is going to be running for his life with pressure up the pressure up the middle. Bosa coming off the edge. Uh, they didn't deal with any of that. They're going to try and lock down Debo and Ayuk while we're going to be running it through their faces with Kittle blocking and Christian McCaffrey running. So Seahawks go Devon Witherspoon. Not necessarily a bad pick, and it makes sense in terms of the modern NFL, but against the Niners. I don't think it's that big of a deal. Uh, after that, the Cardinals, they traded back from three, then they traded back up to number six, and they take Paris Johnson Jr., the Ohio State left tackle. Now, the Cardinals, they need offensive line help. They need to face Bosa every year, obviously. And they've got a short quarterback who tends to get hurt a lot. So, drafting an offensive tackle, it makes sense. Um, but, I mean, you need two good offensive tackles because we can just line Bose up on the other one. Um, so, this was probably a good pick for the Cardinals. I think it makes sense. Um, but I don't think it necessarily moves the needle. Um, as far as how it does against us, I don't know. We'll see. I mean, Kyler Murray probably isn't going to play next year. If he does play, it's probably not going to be till I would guess, October or November. And uh, Paris Johnson, he's he's a rookie. So we'll see how he does against Bosa. He's a really good offensive tackle. He's definitely one of the you know top three offensive tackles in this draft, uh, consensus-wise. So we will see what happens with that. Um I think it was, again, like both these picks are solid. Um, I don't think it necessarily moves the needle for either of them. But, uh, you know, I mean, it's they're not bad picks. I just don't think that it's going to have much of an impact on how the Niners play against these teams. Uh, scrolling down a little bit more, Jalen Carter slided all the way to number nine. The Eagles ended up trading from 10 to 9 to pick up Jalen Carter. So they lose Javon Hargrave, they add Jalen Carter. Uh, the Eagles are going to keep replenishing that defensive line. Um, 
as far as I'm concerned, until something massive changes in the NFC, the Niners and the Eagles are the two top dogs. And I don't like this because if we have to face the Eagles again, you know, late in the playoffs, I don't like that they got the best defensive player in the draft in an on an already stacked defensive line. So Jalen Carter goes nine uh, there. Uh, Darnell Wright went to the uh, Chicago Bears, which I think is pretty smart. You know, they picked uh, one of the better offensive tackles. They're going to try and protect Justin Fields. We'll see how that works out. In my opinion, this is kind of a make or break year for Fields. He's going into year three. He is uh, an elite runner, but he hasn't really shown it in the passing game. So hopefully this helps with uh, Justin Fields' development. Um, just kind of a weird pick. I was really surprised the Lions went with Jameer Gibbs, the running back out of Alabama at 12. Like, what the heck? Um, just like, uh, really questionable decision-making from the Lions. You could get such an impact player here, and instead you decide to go running back. You literally just paid, oh, uh, who was it? You literally just paid the running back uh, you just paid a running back, and you've got De, uh, DeAndre Swift, and now you're going and drafting Jameer Gibbs with number 12? I mean, like, I get that he's, like, a really good playmaker, but, I mean, come on, dude. Like, a running back in the top 15? Like, you could have an impact defensive lineman, an impact corner, an impact safety, and they go running back. You could go receiver or tight end. You know, like, any of those would have a better impact than a running back, in my opinion. So I don't know why the Lions decide to do that. Um, they had, like, one of the best offenses in the NFL last year and one of the worst defenses. And what do they do? They add the least valuable position on offense, a running back. So we'll see. Just kind of a questionable decision. Didn't really like that, but it is what it is. Uh, Lucas Van Ness goes to the Green Bay Packers. Uh, interesting pick. He is a, a heck of an athlete, and uh, from what I've heard, he's a pretty good edge rusher. Um, he's he's going to fit in well with their defense in the sense that they like running that 3-4 defense. So he can play on the edge or he can play inside, being like 6'5", 270. Um, but yeah, I mean, we'll see what happens with him. Uh, not the worst pick, but probably not the best one. I was a little surprised the Jets at 15 went with Will McDonald. Um, I know he has been rising a lot since the Senior Bowl. I think pre-Senior Bowl, he was looked at as a, a second to third round pick. After the Senior Bowl, he was rising up into the second round talk. Uh, and then within the last like week or two, like borderline first line, uh, first round talk, uh, Surprising to see him go at 15. I think there may have been better edge rushers. Um, but at the very least, you know, Robert Sala, he now has a pretty good edge rushing rotation. So, you know, if you're going to be in a pass-happy division, you know, where you're going up against the Bills, the Dolphins, it makes sense to have an additional edge rusher. So it kind of surprised me a little bit that, might have been a reach for Will McDonald, but honestly, like the it kind of makes sense in the sense that you're in you're in a 
again, like a pass-heavy division, it makes sense to have good pass rushers. All right, let's see here. Uh, Christian Gonzalez fell to the Patriots, so uh, I'm sure we'll all regret that. And, uh, yeah, then, again, like the Lions at 18, Jack Campbell. Like, really? You went with a middle linebacker at 18? A middle linebacker. Again, like, you you got Rodrigo. You got Anzalone. Like, what are we doing here? You're just going to run with, like, three linebackers? Or is he going to, like, beat one of them out? Like, again, like, corner receiver tight end defensive lineman you had the one of the worst defenses in the nfl and i'm glad you're going defense but like really linebacker like i thought he was going to be like a, a mid second round pick um a lot of people didn't even think he was the best linebacker in the draft he's a consensus top three um and i appreciate going for defense but it's like and then you know like Jack Campbell, Dan Campbell, they've got the same last name. I'm sure they both love biting kneecaps, um, but just kind of like poor value, you know, just in terms of like position. Uh, linebackers and running backs are kind of like the two quote-unquote least valuable positions, and they spend a top 15 pick on a running back and a top 20 pick on a linebacker. You know, again, like, Edge rusher, defensive tackle, corner, safety, wide receiver. Um, their offensive line is good, but like tight end, like bunch of other options I would have went at with uh, pick eighteen. All right, uh, going down to pick number twenty, the Seahawks were back up again with their second first round pick. I hate that they got two first round picks, but uh, that's uh, Russell Wilson, the gift that keeps on giving. Jackson, Smith, and Jigba. I actually, I don't like this because he is probably the perfect fit. Again, like this is one of those things where like it's a good pick. I don't know if it affects the Niners all that much. Um, he is a dang good receiver. And I think it's a perfect, I think it's a perfect fit. Like, you know, they've got DK on the outside. They've got Tyler Lockett on the outside. Now they've got Jackson Smith and Jake on the slot. You've got Geno Smith, you know, again, like slinging it. Like it's, it's a good fit. This is a really good fit. I think it makes sense and it's a smart decision and a good fit. The problem, though, is that, again, they have no interior offensive line. So like Javon Hargrave and Eric Armstead are going to be you know, collapsing the pocket. Geno Smith is going to have less than two seconds to throw every single time. And either like Javon Hargrave or Nick Bosa is going to be, you know, like taking him to the ground. So uh, personally, like if I was the Seahawks, I probably would have went with like uh, John Michael Schmitz here, you know, get a really good center um, or Peter Skaronsky, get like a really good center or an elite level guard who can really help protect the middle because you're having to play against Javon Hargrave, Eric Armstead, Aaron Donald. Again, it's a really good pick, and I hate that it's going to help their offense, but against the Niners, their offensive line and their defensive lines are still weak, and we win in the trenches. Um, so it's good for the Seahawks. We'll see how we match up against them. Jackson Smith and Jig is a damn good player. 
And uh, him being their number three receiver is a, a really good wide receiver core. Uh, but we'll see what happens. Um, I will say the next pick, um, 21, the uh, Chargers went with Quentin Johnson, wide receiver. I love this pick. Um, I think that Justin uh, Herbert is probably going to have a huge year this year. They got rid of their old offensive coordinator. They brought in, uh, I forget what his name is, I think Kellen Moore, the offensive coordinator from the Cowboys. And they brought, and you know how good the Cowboys offense was, right? So you bring in the Cowboys offensive coordinator, and then you give Justin Herbert a six foot three deep speed guy to pair with Keenan Allen and Mike Williams. And that's a legit three wide receivers with a really with a good offensive coordinator. I think that this is a really good fit. Um I really like it. He he needs to work on some things. He he has some issues. He's not a perfect receiver. I don't think there's a perfect receiver. But if you wanted a big deep threat in this class, Quentin Johnson was the guy to go to. And I think it's a perfect fit for the uh, for the Chargers. Um, I think the Chargers offense is going to be much improved this year between the new offensive coordinator and adding Quentin Johnson as uh, one of their top three receivers. Um, exciting news for the Baltimore Ravens. They signed they signed Lamar Jackson for a five year extension. I think it was like five years, two hundred sixty million. And then at pick 22, they added Zay Flowers. So now they've got Zay Flowers paired with Odell Beckham Jr. and uh, Mark Andrews. So great day for Baltimore fans on offense. You got your quarterback locked up. You got your you got two good receivers. Uh, I forget who their uh, their other receiver is that they drafted fairly highly recently. But I think that's going to be a really good offense. Uh, just, you know, again, adding Zay Flowers with Odell Beckham Jr., Lamar Jackson, Mark Andrews. Um, I think that's going to be a big, uh, big addition. Jordan Addison goes to the Vikings. Uh, Vikings basically needed another receiver after losing Adam Thielen. And they added Jordan Addison. Uh, Jordan Addison, pretty good pick. Um you know, again, like a solid value, and they needed a receiver. They got a receiver, so there you go. Uh, moving on down, I'm trying to see if there's anything that I thought was super interesting. Um, I hate that the Eagles got Nolan Smith, the uh, speedy pass rusher, at pick 30. So that is pretty frustrating because, again, they're adding to their already elite defensive line so we take Javon Hargrave away from them that's awesome what do they do they add freaking Jalen Carter and Nolan Smith so again like this uh the NFC conference is going to be in my opinion the Eagles and the Niners for probably a year or two until unless something really gets shaken up and uh, I hate that they added two really good defensive players on the defensive line. So that's going to be kind of 
kind of uh, scary again if we have to face them late in the uh, late in the playoffs. But you know, it is what it is. Uh, it definitely makes prioritizing right tackle important. Um, you know, we're some good pass rushers out there. So um, I think those are the main things. Uh, the Cowboys picked up Mozzie Smith. Uh, so not exciting, but big, thick, up the middle, stuff the run, rush the passer, defensive interior. Uh, Dalton Kincaid uh, went to the Bills, which I think is a great fit. Uh, you know, Bills need an upgrade at tight end, another pass catcher. Bam, you got the best pass catching tight end in the draft. And, uh, yeah, I think, I think those are the main things as far as, uh, the first round of the draft. So, uh, let's talk about some other interesting things. Uh, who fell? So Will Levis, Will Levis didn't even get selected in the first round. I think that's what happens when you put mayonnaise in your coffee and you eat bananas with the peel on. Uh, that's the only thing that I can think of. So Will Levis dropped all the way to the first round. He's going to be a second-round pick, which is wild, because people were talking about him going, like, top five. Uh, people trading up to him. There was rumors about him at two, rumors at him, about him at four. Uh, so Will Levis dropping all the way to the second round. Uh, tight ends definitely dropped a lot. Uh, Michael Mayer is still available. Darnell Washington is still available. Sam Laporta is still available. Luke Musgrave is still available. Um, so tight ends definitely dropped. Um, also safeties. Not a single safety was selected in the first round. Not a single one. Brian Branch, Antonio Johnson, Sidney Brown, Jordan Battle, Anthony Johnson. Um, who's the other one that's uh, listed as a corner? Uh, Jertavius Quan Martin. No safeties went in the first round. This kind of shows you what uh what people think of safety. Uh, so tight ends dropped a lot. Safeties dropped a lot. Will Levis dropped. Also defensive end. While there was a lot of defense, well there was a few defensive ends that got selected. There's still a lot of edge rushers still available for the 49ers. Um, there's a Tuli Tuipulotu uh, out of USC. Uh, B.J. Ojolari, Keon White, Isaiah Foskey, Derek Hall, Isaiah McGuire, Byron Young, K.J. Henry, Zach Harrison, uh, Yaya Diaby, Andre Carter, um, you know, Mike Morris. There's, there's still a lot of edge rushers available. Uh, there's also still a lot of defensive interior. Keanu Benton, Kobe Turner, Siaka Ika, Moro Jomo, Zach Pickens. Um, also, uh, Atema At Adebowore, I forget how to say his name, um, Carl Brooks, you know, for defensive interior guys. So there's still a lot of defensive linemen available, a lot of safeties available. Again, you know, like the, the safeties that I'm kind of looking at is like Jordan Battle, Jamie Robinson, uh, Jair Brown, Chris Smith, you know, like those are kind of the guys I'm looking at like third round potentially. A lot of tight ends available. Offensive tackles, uh, Dewan Jones is still there, Cody Mock, Matthew Bergeron. Um, after that, you get into like the Blake Freelands, Wanya Morris, Nick Saldaveres, Tyler Steens, Braden Daniels, uh, Jalen Duncans. 
those would probably be the next ones. I would say realistically, I think uh, I think Dewan Jones and Cody Mock go first. Uh, after that, um, it might be Matthew Bergeron. Bergeron might go ahead of Mock just because of the level of competition. And Cody Mock, I think, is projected to be a guard. Um, but you know what? In my dream scenario, and again, I don't think this is going to happen, but like in my fantasy, uh, Matthew Bergeron falls to the point where we can get him. Um, also, we're able to pick up either uh, Isaiah Foskey, Derek Hall, or Isaiah McGuire. Again, my fantasy. Don't think it's happening, but that's my fantasy. <laughs> And uh, for safety, like Jordan Battle, Jamie Robinson, uh, one of those guys fall at safety. Uh, at tight end, again, like Michael Mayer is still there, Darnell Washington, Luke Musgrave, uh, Sam Laporta, and Tucker Kraft. I've heard some rumors that Tucker Kraft is going to fall. Um, if he is there at like 101, 102, I didn't really like him as a second round prospect, like a lot of people were talking about with Tucker Craft. But if Tucker Craft is available when we're picking, I mean, I would take him. Obviously, like Sam Laporta first, but like if Sam Laporta or Tucker Craft fall all the way to the Niners, like we should snag one of them. Um, that being said, again, this is a very deep tight end class. Um, I don't think either of them are falling. I think what's more realistic is uh, Lou Schoonmaker, Brenton Strange, Davis Allen, Payne Durham, Josh Wiley. Um, you know, maybe like a Blake Whitehart. I'm really high on him. So, you know, there's still a lot of tight ends available. Um, take a look at corners. Joey Porter fell out of the first round, which uh, surprised a lot of people. Um, Cam Smith is still out there. Tyreek Stevenson. I didn't like him as much as some people. I had like a, a fourth round grade on Tyreek Stevenson. DJ Turner is still there. The Michigan corner. He's really good. Um, I've got a late, uh, mid to late second round grade on him. Uh, let's see. Clark Phillips. If you want a slot, Keely Rango, uh, Julius Brents. I would really love to pick up Julius Brents if he falls, uh, Trey, Trey Hodges Tomlinson, Darius Rush, Corey Trice, uh, Garrett Williams, Jalen Jones. I think my favorites here out of this group, um, DJ Turner, no way he falls to us. Julius Brents, maybe. I would love him. Um, I think the Riley Moss and Jacorian Bennett would probably be my favorite guys if uh, they were to fall. Um you know, somebody like uh, an Eli Ricks is great, but I think he's more of a press man corner. And I think we typically do more like zone where you're playing like matching concepts. Um, so I'd probably go with more of like a Riley Moss, Jacorian Bennett. Um, but either way, you know, there's there's still some guys that are available. Uh, let me take a look here. So we've looked at lot. We looked at edge, interior, safety, corner. Uh, we looked at tackle. We looked at tight end. Uh, receiver. I'm not super high on the receivers. Um, receivers that I would really be excited about if they were available for the Niners. I think Jonathan Mingo would be the best fit. Uh, I really like Marvin Mims. I don't know if he's necessarily a scheme fit. I think he's more of a deep threat. Um, Jaden Reed out of Michigan State. I think he would be a perfect fit. Um, if we wanted to add him to the team, would love Jaden Reed. 
Uh, so Jonathan Mango, Jaden Reed, those would probably be my two favorite guys. Uh, you know, you're looking at somebody with, uh, you know, like power slot or yak ability. Those are definitely two guys. Uh, Michael Wilson just has some really big red flags with just the health stuff. Uh, and then you're getting like further down. Once we get into like the fifth round stuff, we'll talk about this more tomorrow. I'll have a day two reaction. Uh, but once we get into like, you know, the fourth, fifth round, that's when I start looking at guys like, you know, Dontavian Wicks. Um, and uh, I don't know how Andre Yasovas is ranked at 281. I have a fourth round grade on him. But in the fifth round, you know, give me like a Dontavian Wicks or an Andre Yasovas. Uh, I think one of those guys would be great uh, for the 49ers. Um, just in terms of like a power slot with some upside. Parker Washington could be fun. Um, I probably wouldn't snag him until like the fifth or sixth round, but he's kind of like a Debo light, just not nearly as explosive. Um, but yeah, so that's wide receivers. Um, not going to worry about quarterbacks. Running backs, I was surprised about the running backs that went. Um, but it wasn't a whole lot. My guess is a bunch more running backs will probably start going tomorrow. Uh, Zach Charbonnet will probably go tomorrow. Uh, same with Devon A-Chain, Tajay Spears, Tank Bigsby, Dwayne McBride. Um, I would say those guys are probably all leaving tomorrow. I don't want us to pick a tight end. Or sorry, a, a running back. And then interior offensive line. Um, yeah, I mean, like, I'm not big on center or guard, but... In my opinion, if you can get a really good center, that gives you some versatility at center or guard. Uh, John Michael Schmitz is still there. Uh, Luke Weipler would be a good fit. Joe Tittman would be a good fit. Maybe not Joe Tittman because he's so tall and uh, Purdy's short, so that might be difficult just with like field vision, with Purdy being like six foot tall, Tittman being six six. I'd rather go with a shorter John Michael Schmitz. Um, yeah, you know, like Chandler Zavala's a beast, but again, I don't want just a guard, so not really anything too exciting. Um, Victor Aluatami, he's available at center out of Michigan. Love him. Juice Scruggs. There we're looking like fifth round guys, so yeah. Anyways, though, uh, I think that's just about everything. Again, I just kind of wanted to get into, you know, reacts, who got taken, what was crazy, what wasn't, how that affects the Niners. Um, I'm th trying to see about who's picking tomorrow. So tomorrow the Cardinals are going to be fairly early with pick 33. Uh, actually fairly early tomorrow. We've got the Cardinals and then we've got Lions, Colts, and then the Rams and the Seahawks. So it goes Cardinals, then skip two picks, Rams, then Seahawks. So those first five picks will be uh, pretty interesting because uh, we're going to be facing those teams, so it's curious to see who they will go after. Uh, let's see here. Green Bay has two picks tomorrow. They've got 42 and 45. I'm really not concerned about Green Bay after they got rid of Aaron Rodgers. I mean, we'll see what Jordan Love is, but uh, he's not Aaron Rodgers, that's, that's for sure. Uh, Seahawks also have pick number 52, so they have two picks in the second round tomorrow because fucking of course they do. And then in the third round, uh, the Eagles are at 66. Now this is something that was crazy. About 10 or 15 or 20 minutes before the draft kicked off, there was an announcement that the Eagles and the Cardinals came to a settlement deal because the Cardinals were tampering. 
Uh, so the Cardinals were illegally tampering by communicating with uh, Gannon, I think is their uh, their new head coach, while he was with the e- while he was with the Eagles as their defensive coordinator. So you weren't allowed to talk to coaches in terms of hiring. They did. So they came to a settlement with the Eagles to basically trade pick 66 and like 98 or something. Um, so the the Cardinals basically had to move back almost a full round because of tampering. Um, I think they ended up, I think the Eagles ended up giving them like a fifth next year. But the Eagles basically got a huge upgrade by moving all the way back up to 66 tomorrow from 90-something because the Cardinals were doing something, uh, you know, doing some illegal tampering when it came to uh, coaching uh, hires this uh, offseason. I'm trying to think if there's other interesting things. So the Rams pick at 69, nice, and 77. So they've got two third-round picks. And uh, then the Seahawks pick again at 83. Um, So, yeah. And then the Cardinals pick at 94. Okay, so they went from 66 to 94. So they dropped back. That's 28 spots for illegal tampering. So, fuck around and find out. And, uh, yeah, so the Cardinals have 94, 96, and then we are at 99. So, uh, where does that leave us? Um, well, there's still, like I mentioned, a lot of guys that I really like, um, that I'd be happy for us to get. We'll see what happens. Unfortunately, our division opponents still have a lot of draft capital tomorrow before we get a chance to pick, but we'll see what happens. We might, if I were to bet money on it, I would bet that we trade up, um, if somebody starts falling and I would think that would probably be either an edge rusher or an offensive tackle, because I think those are probably the biggest needs for the Niners. So if you start seeing, you know, like a Foskey or a Derek Hall or an Isaiah McGuire falling, um, you know, maybe down to, uh, I'm trying to think, you're probably like somewhere in the uh, in the late 70s or into the 80s, you know. Maybe we trade with uh, the Patriots at 76. That might be an option. I know Shanahan has worked with... Uh, uh, Bill Belichick before, so we could potentially trade up to 76 with the Patriots, maybe 73 uh, with the Texans if they want to work together on that. Um, 84, that's the Dolphins. You know, maybe them and uh, McDaniel want to put together some kind of trade. Um, I'm trying to think about who else they might trade up with. Uh, maybe the Bills at 91. Um or the Bengals at 92 there. So just a couple potential trade options. Um, I don't expect us to jump too high. I would be surprised if they jumped further up than, uh, you know, like like I said, like 75, uh, 73-ish. Maybe 72, because 72 is the Titans, so Rand Carthon is there. Um, yeah, I would guess probably 72 is probably the ceiling for trade up. I don't think they're going to be jumping up higher than that. But hey, you know what? If round three comes around, there's some really good guys who start dropping. Um, I would not be surprised if the Niners traded up there into uh, like 72, 73. Maybe use some draft capital for next year. You know, give them uh, give them one of our comp picks this year. Like, you know, give them 100 and a fourth round next year. And, uh, you know, one of our like fifth rounders hop up 20 spots get, you know, a Matthew Bergeron who drops or 
a Derek Hall or an Isaiah Foskey who drops or something like that. So anyways, I think that's about it. Um, appreciate all of you. Um, again, this was a fun draft. There was a ton of trades. Um, just kind of ridiculous. You know, you had pick number. It was crazy seeing Bryce Young go one. Like I kind of expected that. But then CJ Stroud and then the Texans literally trade right back to three and go Will Anderson. Like, just freaking wild. And then Anthony Richardson going four, that was a little surprising. And then Will Levis just dropping out of the first round. So, yeah, it was fun. Um, I'm going to be on with uh, Chapman for a little bit tomorrow. Um, you know, I got my uh, I got work. I get off about 5 o'clock, and uh, then I'll be heading home, get ready, and uh, probably be hopping on with them. Uh, for more draft coverage uh, around 5.30, 6 o'clock or so. So, uh, yeah, keep an eye out. I'll be on Chapman, the 49ers Rush podcast, at some point tomorrow, probably, like I said, around 5.30, 6 o'clock. And uh, as always, like, comment, subscribe, tell your friends, tell your family, tell your neighbors, tell your enemies. And as always, go night.